<laughs> you are listening to A Case of the Chills. I am Layla, and this is episode 10, the last episode of the season. And since it is the end of the first season, we are doing something a little extra special. Today we have a crossover episode and my first guest on the show, we have Matt from Cold Case Chase. Welcome Matt to A Case of the Chills. Thank you very much for having me here, Layla. I'm very excited for this. Uh, Super excited to talk about the Roanoke Colony. Yes, welcome, welcome to the show. We are excited to have you here to share in this mystery. So I wanted to put together a little timeline of where Roanoke Colony fits in because I kind of enjoy seeing history in the timeline and to kind of fully understand it. So here we are going to begin at 1492. Yes, you all know this as when Columbus first set sail. We all know that he was looking for a quicker, faster route to Asia. He made three more voyages during his time before he was basically fired in 1500. Then we're going to skip 65 years in 1565 when the Spanish made the very first settlement in North America in St. Augustine, Florida. Then we have the Roanoke Colony in 1587. This is the first English settlement in North America. Though it didn't go very well, so the English had to resettle in 1606 with the Jamestown settlement. Then the French in 1608 in Quebec, the Dutch in 1609 in New York, and then we have Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts in 1620. So there it is, a timeline of where Roanoke Colony fits in with all the settlements of North America. Now we can go right into the history of Roanoke Colony and the mystery of what happened. Queen Elizabeth, in all her royalness, sent out her Englishmen to make the first English settlement in the New World in 1563, and by 1587, 115 English settlers made Roanoke Island home sweet home. This island is just off the coast of the current North Carolina in the Outer Banks. For the settlers, the first year was rather difficult, and when supplies were running low, the mayor, John White, took a ship all the way back to the motherland to stock up, leaving behind his wife and children, especially his pregnant daughter, Eleanor Dare. When John came back, it took quite some time due to the naval war with the Spanish, and it took him three years to make his return journey back to the settlement and back to his family and granddaughter, Virginia, who was the first English baby born in the New World. Arriving at Roanoke, he found the entire place was deserted. All John was left with was a single word carved into the fence post, Croatoan, and on a nearby tree was the word C-R-O. There were no signs of a struggle or Indian raid, and all the buildings were disassembled, which left John White to believe that the colonists had moved to another island called Croatoan which was about 60 miles south. Now the island is called Hatteras Island, but he never made it due to very bad weather. 
He left for the Caribbean, hoping to return and find his family, but got so far off course that he instead headed back to England to stay with Sir Walter Raleigh, who was the one who dubbed John the mayor of the new settlement. There were a few attempts to go back and find the colony, but storms and attacks kept the mystery alive. He never found out what happened to his family, and the disappearance of the colony has plagued historians for a very long time. It has been one of America's greatest mysteries, and though we have speculation on what might have happened to over a hundred people, there is no definite answer. Historians and archaeologists have spent a great deal of time trying to find the lost colony. They have dug up some artifacts that date to around the time, but they cannot say for sure what happened to an entire colony. The experts that have been working on the mystery have been looking at this map that was made by John White of the Elizabethan era United States. And by 2012, they found in it lies a secret because the colonists were probably trying to protect their information from the Spanish who were hostile towards them at the time. There were outlines of two forts hidden in invisible ink, which gave us a clue that they might have moved inland west about 50 miles. This was the spot John White and the other colonists had discussed previously, but when he had returned, he found the word Croatoan carved on the post. This has given the team of archaeologists a couple places to dig, although they have come across a few fragments of sort of a clay vessel that could possibly be placed at the time, but they can't say for certain whether these fragments came from the Roanoke colony or from the Jamestown settlers in 1606. As it stands, this is an unsolved mystery, and Matt here is an expert on unsolved mysteries. So Matt, Tell us, what do you think about the Roanoke colony and the mystery that surrounds it? I think there's a lot of things that could have happened to the Roanoke colony. Uh, I have some sneaking suspicions that it's maybe one specific thing over another, but uh, with all of the weird stuff that's going on between a national treasure type of event with the treasure map, as well as a maybe just integration with another tribe or even a wipe out from another tribe. All right, interesting. Well, there have been all sorts of theories of what happened to the people on the island. With all the excavations, they haven't found any bodies or other settlements, while those who have come across the fragments are ready to believe that the mystery is solved, there still stands the other explanations. So Matt here is going to give us the other theories. There have been all sorts of theories of what happened to the people on the island. With all the excavations, they haven't found any of the bodies or the other settlements, though. While those who have come across the fragments are ready to believe that the mystery is solved, there is still other explanations, at least in my mind. The more blatant theory is that the colony basically dissolved into a tribe of Native Americans. They had good relationships with the tribe that lived on Croatoan Island, but while there were other tribes in the area that were not as friendly, with the Roanoke colony. Still, there are accounts of European influences like two-story stone houses, and there have also been some claims of gray-eyed Indians. But nothing can really trace it to the Roanoke colony, 
and they have even provided DNA testing to any who might think they are descendants, but... It's also possible that they were taken as slaves, considering that they were... There have also been sightings of this in 1612, but no evidence that it was from the Lost Con... Another theory is that they were just kind of plain murdered. This story comes from John Smith, who tried to solve the mystery in 1609 when he was told by the Powhatans that they had killed white men for a living with... The Powhatans had some of their belongings, but they couldn't place this as the missing colony, as it could have also been from one of the previous to John Smith's expedition. There were a few expeditions before the Roanoke colony had settled that did not go well. Uh, Layla talked about some of them earlier, um, yet there are still no bodies or evidence uncovered by archaeologists to support this claim. The Native Americans were also not the only hostile group in the area. Some will look to the Spanish, who had their own settlement down in Florida, and not to mention that England was in the middle of a war with the Spanish at the time, and both were trying to conquer the Americas. Still, again, there were no bodies found and no sign of an attack or even a mass grave, and the Spanish were still looking for the Roanoke colony themselves at the time, too. There was another theory that the colonists resorted to cannibalism during some of the fairly desperate times in their fight to stay alive, and there's a possibility this is what they had to do because of that. Especially in the winter of 1609, the settlers of Jamestown may have resorted to this to keep well fed. Further than the colony eating each other, there's also the chance that one of the Native American tribes could have done that too. But there's also no evidence there were tribes that were cannibals. Disease is also another proposal of what might have happened to the colony. They might have decided to split up and separate the sick from the healthy. And devastating illnesses and plagues could have easily hit the colony, but there is no evidence that proves this, and once again, no explanation of where the bodies went. You're gonna hear that a lot from me. Now, we're gonna get a bit more into the freaky side of things, more into Layla's territory, but I think I'll still take this theory on. Uh, our next theory is based a bit more on superstition involving witchcraft. There was a belief in witches from the Croatoan tribe, and most likely other tribes as well in the area believed in it too. And there were legends that witches lived on the Carolina woods. So, with this, there are speculations that either the colony was accused of being witches and killed, or were the victims of witchcraft from the witches of the Carolina woods. Going further down the rabbit hole, we're going to talk about Wendigos. These creatures come about when a man resorts to cannibalism that turns him into the beastly form of a Wendigo, and then he continues to roam around and look for more human flesh. The Wendigo is also known to be the reason for mysterious disappearances, such as this lost colony. The theories are never-ending, you can talk about aliens abducting them or even zombies coming back from the dead and eating them alive. But the word Croatoan has come up several times in history relating to similar mysteries and strange disappearances. One of the most famous involves Edgar Allan Poe and his death in 1849, on his way to Philadelphia. He had disappeared, and when he was found, he was delirious, and allegedly before his death he had muttered the word Croatoan, 
It appeared with the Black Bart stagecoach robber who was tossed into prison in 1888. But before he was released, he had carved the word Croatoan into his cell and was never seen again. In 1913, a horror writer named Ambrose Bierce had vanished in Mexico, but before he did, the word Croatoan was carved into the bedpost. Also, the Carol A. Deering crash near Croatoan Island in 1921. The last word written in the logbook was, you guessed it, Croatoan. The entire crew had just disappeared. And later, in 1937, the word was also supposedly found in Amelia Earhart's journal before she took her last flight. What do you think about that, listeners? Now, these correlations with the word Croatoan are all just speculations that add to all the mysteries, myths that have been built onto the legend. Slowly, we find bits of real evidence, but we still seem to be no closer to confirmation. With the map and the shards, we have also come across the Dare Stones. 58 stones were discovered in the late 30s. The first one was found that reads, Anais Dare and Virginia went hence onto heaven, 1591. Anye Englishman Shrew, John White, Governor, VIA. While the other side said that seven of the colonists were still alive and the rest were murdered by Native Americans, the rest of the stones went on to tell what happened to the lost colony. Yet further into examination at the Smithsonian, they revealed that the stones were hoaxes, but the first stone was possibly authentic. This story has a real history, and many are still working to solve it. It's a 400-year-old case that still plagues us as one of the greatest mysteries of the U.S. So this kind of leaves us with all sorts of questions. If the colony did attempt to start a new settlement, wouldn't there be more evidence? If they had drug away their buildings to a new spot, why is this spot so hard to find? And I also wonder if it seems most likely that they all split up and possibly more than one theory is true. So Matt, I gotta ask you, do you believe this case is still unsolved? As for myself, I think that this case is unsolved. I don't think any one of these theories is correct, but I don't think that any of them are incorrect. I guess we'll just have to wait for time to tell. Or maybe it won't. Well, I guess we wait in suspense to see if the mystery will ever reveal what truly happened, and perhaps we may never know. Maybe it was just a case of the chills. Well, that wraps up this episode and season one of Case of the Chills. Thank you, Matt, for being on the show and for working so hard for us here at Raving Lunatic Media. Aw, shucks. It's really nothing. Uh, make sure to go check out every other show on Raving Lunatic Media, including Case of the Chills. Re-listen to everything. Seriously, Layla did an amazing job with this season, and 
I think that you might hear some stuff that you didn't hear before. Also go check out Sci-Fi Malady and Zodiac Task Force and Case Closed. And even if you want, you can check out my two shows. One with Shane, which is Cross-Examination, which we're having a live one this Wednesday, which is what today? Check it out. Come. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, Cold Case Chase. For the rest of you, thank you for listening. I will return with an all-new season of A Case of the Chills. 